Future Pulse, investigating innovative cardiovascular research and the intersection of academic theory and clinical practice. I'm Dr. Thomas Nero, interventional cardiologist and director of cardiovascular research at CAFC. Good afternoon and welcome to Patient Pulse. Today I have the great pleasure of speaking with Dr. Peter Toth. Dr. Toth is the Director of Preventive Cardiology at CGH Medical Center and a Professor of Medicine at the University of Illinois and an Adjunct Professor of Medicine at Johns Hopkins. He is also the outgoing President of the American Society of Preventive Cardiology. Dr. Toth may be the one person that I would like to be stuck on a desert island with given the breadth of his knowledge and his experience. So thank you, Dr. Toth, for joining us today. Well, thanks, Tom. Thank you. So our patients are being inundated with information about cholesterol and managing risk factors. Some good information, some not so good. Most of us agree that lifestyle changes with diet and exercise are probably the most important thing. But we're commonly looking at LDL cholesterol to judge whether or not we've been successful with our therapy. What are you using as your goal LDL cholesterol these days? And what would you propose the guidelines should be for LDL lowering? Well, I think we have to be much more aggressive with LDL lowering than we currently are. I'm a firm believer that LDL cholesterol is a vascular toxin. It's an inborn poison. And the better the job you do of getting rid of it, the lower your risk for developing heart disease in later life. And so I am all for initiating cholesterol lowering at a young age and getting it down below a level where it's no longer going to be something that causes disease. We know that the number one killer of men and women is atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. The biggest driver of this disease is your LDL cholesterol. And hence, I try to get LDL, if you're going to be on a statin, I try to get it for you at least below 70. I think that is a very good, very reasonable thing to do. And then if you have disease, I am a firm believer that it needs to be less than 40. Lower is better. Lowest is best. If you want to keep your arteries healthy, you want to live a life that is meaningful, not only in terms of quantity, but quality, keep your LDL cholesterol low, keep your blood pressure controlled, don't let yourself become diabetic, and make sure you exercise and don't smoke. There's some information from Mendelian randomization studies, and Dr. Fuster will talk about area under curve for LDL cholesterol. Do you think that we should be lowering our LDL cholesterols earlier in life and getting ahead of the game rather than just reacting to it when someone gets to be 60 or 70 years old? Oh my God, yes. So there is this dose-response relationship between LDL and the development of disease. And we have to think in terms like cigarette smoking. You know, we describe someone's cigarette smoking pattern as total packs over a lifetime. So if someone's been smoking two packs a day for 50 years, that's 100 pack years. And we know that their risk for heart disease is going to be dramatically higher than someone who smoked 10 cigarettes a day for three months. And so it is toxic exposure. And a number of authors have plotted this out. Jonathan Law from Oxford showed way back in 2003 that the earlier you begin cholesterol lowering and the more aggressively you lower it, the more dramatic the risk reduction and the longer the life expectancy. Now we know that, put very simply, the earlier you start lipid lowering and the more aggressive you are, 
the longer you forestall, you push the age of that first heart disease-related event from, say, 50 to 60 or 70 or 80. And this really bears out. And so when you show patients some of this information and you ask them, where would you rather be? Would you rather have a heart attack at 55 or 80 or 90? Well, I think the answer is self-evident, what people want. But the only way to get there is to start earlier and to be more aggressive. So yes, we do look at cholesterol now as exposure as a function of time. And the lower the exposure over long periods of time, the lower the risk of disease. Do you think there's risks for going too low? No. In fact, my last LDL was 30 and I have a coronary calcium score of zero. And I have no side effects from that. And the issue here is there have been some misconceptions about, quote, going too low. And these include things like inducing mild cognitive impairment, inducing higher risk of hemorrhagic stroke. And both of these have been dispelled with more recent modern data. And actually, those conclusions were based on very weak evidence, very weak evidence indeed. If you look at the Ebbinghaus study, even going to an LDL cholesterol less than 10 was not associated with any impairments in cognitive capacity, any form of executive function, and even patients did not feel that their executive function was adversely impacted. And more recent meta-analyses most certainly do not support that lipid lowering with any approach is inductive of higher risk for hemorrhagic stroke. Are you using other markers to help to determine how low you're going to go, high sensitivity, C-reactive protein, or lipoprotein little a? I do frequently use CRP as a marker telling me whether or not I need to go lower because we know from multiple forms of analysis that when you drive LDL lower and you drive CRP lower, there is incremental benefit with driving the CRP lower. And the patients who do best are the ones who not only get their LDL below 70, but also a CRP less than one. And if it's above one, there's just a rising gradient of risk for events. So that's valuable. In terms of the LPLA, I go with the Bethesda conference statement on this, and they gather together leading experts in lipidology, and they asked a fundamental question. If someone's LPLA is significantly elevated, what do you do to compensate for this? And what you can do, of course, to attenuate the prothrombotic risk is to give low-dose aspirin, 81 milligrams, which I think is very reasonable. And then the second thing is drop the LDL more aggressively. And for a patient whose LPLA is significantly elevated, say in the highest quartile for a given population, at minimum, I'm going to drop their LDL below 70. And if they have established disease, I'm going below 40. Thank you so much for taking your time today to speak with us. This has been excellent. And I'm looking forward to conversations in the future regarding atherosclerotic heart disease and attenuating cardiac arrest. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Tom. Pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 